0: Alex week 1 is in the books and we are finally talking in season waivers. Can you believe it?
1: Yes, the Bears still suck. We're yes. back again. They still suck. I uh for full disclosure in case you weren't aware, me and Jason are both Bears fans and I don't I literally didn't know what to do with myself. I was sitting there in disbelief. I went and poured myself a captain and Coke because I literally didn't know what to do because I was just... hoping after week one. I I mean, everybody and their mother had Justin Fields as the top five fantasy quarterback. And so for the first time in our lives, the Bears might have a good quarterback. And then they did that. It's just discouraging. Anyway, so week two waivers. Uh, here we are. Uh, lots, lots to go on. Hopefully, your drafts went well. Me and Jason. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about ours. Uh, our league of record uh, at the end here. Uh, Jason yeah. drank nearly a nearly a case of beer uh, in 15 rounds, um, and uh, I ended up with. Um, an interesting roster. So ha- happy to talk about that at the end because everybody cares about our fantasy teams. But that's not why you're here. You're here to hear some fab. hear some our priority ads for waivers week two after a very interesting week one. Let's go.
0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go fantasy football sackos week one is in the books we are well i am mostly undefeated still uh and oh, getting ready, getting ready to
1: crush the weeks you waiver wire all right I, I i happen to to get stuck playing uh are uh jacoby myers in a league which was hilarious for a guy that got auto drafted <laughs> and a full ppr too and just got absolutely destroyed and then uh and then in in three of my four leagues i played calvin ridley so off to a great oh! start uh for for me this year but my wife's fancy team uh did put up 150 and beat everybody by 30. that's um, unreal so so at least somebody in this family is good at this. Yeah, at least at least, and I knew it wasn't going to be you. So correct. All right, let's
0: dive into these waiver wire ads. I want to start with a guy that should already be rostered. Uh, he he should have been rostered in more than fifty percent of leagues coming out of drafts. He is not, and therefore he is eligible. And that is Kenneth Gainwell, starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Lookout, DeAndre Swift. What does he have? Like one rushing attempt? Kenny G <laughs> is not messing around. So uh, if you guys are you know, looking at combing the waiver wire ad, why don't you check for Kenny G first? I think he should probably be the priority ad over the rest of these players, personally.
1: Yeah, got, got him late in the draft. Uh, happy to have Kenny G uh, with the saxophone that he carries uh, on my team. Only rostered in 21.5% of leagues on ESPN. Uh, Kenny G, 11 carries, 45 yards. He did have a catch for seven. Uh, did not see the end zone. I do think that's going to be one of the problems with with Gainwell is just when they get close and they do that bush push in with uh, with with their quarterback instead of turning around and giving Jaylen it to the Hertz. goal line back. Yeah, but like... Like, you know, will DeAndre Swift be on the, like, they put Boston Scott in randomly. Rashad, Rashad Penny was, was a surprise inactive. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, 62% of snaps, 73% of running back opportunities. Seems like he's the clear guy. Um, I believe the, they play uh, Thursday night this week against the Vikings. Uh, It should be noted that in a injury report that they have to put out before a Thursday game. They said Gainwell uh, would not have participated if they had practiced today. So, yes, but just keep your eye on it. Uh, if, if he happens to, like, take a look tomorrow to see if if he would have practiced. Um, but if he is, he clearly looks like he's the guy there. And the, the mystery that is DeAndre Swift continues of he seems like he's really good, but nobody wants to play him. So maybe he's not that good.
0: Maybe. All right. Our next ad for week two waiver wires is none other than
1: Puka Nakua, who finished.
0: (laughs) I know. Everyone saw that coming. I mean,
1: we are in week two. Two. And somebody whose name is Puka Nakua somehow rostered in two and a half percent of leagues. Uh My guess is that the only way that this happened was that leagues don't lock and they can just like go and pick him up while the games are going or something. That's, I, that's the only way. Like, I, I just don't get it.
0: It's it's people that actually follow the L.A. Rams beat, because I will tell you that. I had a free roster spot in our league of record because Jerry Judy was declared out. And so I put him in the IR slot and I was looking to make ads. I actually looked at Puka Nakua as my ad and I considered him, but I chose not to. Hindsight being what it is, I wish I would have. Um, but... If you listen,
1: honestly, if you would have added Luka Doncic, I would have believed that. But Puka Nakua, uh, he got a lot of hype
0: in the preseason as a favorite for Matt Stafford coming out of BYU Um, again. And it it showed in week one with Cooper Cup out, who, by the way, is going to be out for at what? At least another three weeks um, finishing with yet. 15 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards shocked that not one of them ended up in the end zone. Um, but is Puka Nakua Cooper cup 2.0, at least for the first month? No, because
1: they play San Francisco on Sunday. And so San Francisco is going to own the Rams. (laughs) <laughs> okay but so the next like, two weeks are since he and Indy. yeah that's obviously better right so uh this is a uh grab stash and play in week three week four not in week two probably uh so I, i'm guessing you can probably get him for like 10 assuming that like i don't know people aren't just gonna be, like just aren't gonna believe it are that many people gonna be looking for wide receivers I mean, maybe now that that Rogers is is has torn his Achilles. Apparently, uh, we're recording this at ten o'clock at night, uh, where we believe Rogers tore his ACL. So, I mean, maybe maybe you are looking for for a wide receiver, and I guess this is the guy. We don't know if Cup is coming back because uh, of a nerve issue or whatever this is. It went from day to day to week to week very quickly, and then they put him on IR. And so, yeah, Puka Nakua. Hakuna Matata, uh, if you go and get them. So I, I, I would guess it's 10%. I don't know if I'd want to go more than that, but I mean, hell of a start, right? Yeah.
0: Just an electric start, um, for Puka. The guy that I chose to add over Puka, same team is Kyron Williams, who. If you guys will remember, was a stash going into last season and then had a uh, basically catastrophic injury on the kickoff return of the opener last year and basically was not able to come back until almost the end of the season. And by that point, it was cam makers all day, every day. And so he was relegated to just a few carries here and there sparingly um flash forward now he saw 15 carries for 52 yards scored twice notably got like all the carries inside the 10 um acres meanwhile was just abysmal who uh what did he have it was like 10 carries for 20 yards it was just absolutely embarrassing
1: yeah, less than ideal for somebody that we thought had very little to no competition for the Rams in, in Cam Akers. And 22, all of a sudden,
0: 22 carries for 29 yards.
1: That's a lot of usage, right? <laughs> you just didn't do anything with it. Uh, Yard so Kyron Williams, a half. yeah, played 65% of the snaps. Cam Akers was in on 35% of the snaps. Um Kyron Williams was in on 74% of passing downs. So, lots to do there. Uh, It should also be noted that Puka Nakua, uh, 90% of passing plays and saw a target share on 43% of his his routes, uh, which is just asinine. Anyway, back to Kyron. Um, If... Like, it's pretty clear, I guess... I mean, we we didn't think this in the preseason, but I mean, something happened with Cam Akers last year that that we don't really know. And so it was kind of him by default. Uh, We talked in the preseason about how they didn't really add anybody, but Kyron Williams is still there. And then you flash forward week one, where they run a combined 37 times between him and Akers. Uh, Kyron, 15 carries, 52 yards, the two tutties, as you mentioned. Um, So, yeah, um, I... I don't think this is more than a a dollar or two play, honestly. Um, um, you're not going to get be- him for that.
0: I, I mean, he's, so- he's a starting running back in the league, and you think he's worth a dollar or two? It, he got all of the third down work. He got all the goal line work, scored twice, and this offense gets better when Cooper Cup comes back, and you want to spend a dollar and get him? I don't think you get Kyron Williams unless you spend like 20%.
1: Oh, that's fine. You please do that. Um, uh, Cam Akers did have a goal line touchdown as well, so it's not like it's <clears> exclusively <throat> Kyron's job here. And again, Akers out out carried him. So sixty five thirty five though on snaps, but y- like usage and snaps are are different. They they are two different things. Twenty yeah,
0: okay. And Akers, I, I know and that they usually
1: correspond the twenty nine yards. Yeah. So like if if you have Ramondre Stevenson, who just had an absolute disastrous week one, and you're like, hmm, I can replace him with Kyron Williams. I'm going to spend 20 percent. Like I I just don't. You drafted Stevenson in the third round. You're not going to drop your third round draft pick. We're talking about dropping no, not guys t- like Paris I'm not Campbell saying, that's on your bench to go get Kyron Williams. I'm not saying you would drop Stevenson. I'm just saying like that would be an example where, you know, you kind of maybe missed on Ramondre. And, and so I'm going to go spend a bunch on on Kyron Williams. I guess. If you have a need, like to, if if to you to had J.K. Dobbins,
0: own. if you had J.K. Dobbins, and now you don't,
1: like this if is if I had J.K. if I had J.K. Dobbins, I'd be going out to try to get Gus Bus or Justice Hill. Why Melvin Gordon's going to start. It's, it's fun to stay on the same team. But
0: Melvin Gordon's going to start. And is it fun to be a Ravens running back? Did you well, it's, st- not fun
1: to, it's not fun to be a Lamar Jackson owner. Um, <laughs> I don't think that... Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, like, Melvin Gordon, rest of the season, pick M- one. M- Melvin Gordon is not going to do shit. They're activating him from the practice squad. Okay, that's the, great. All right, fine.
0: Do you think... Uh, okay fine
1: fine fine <laughs> no I'm, I'm just saying
0: I think for me the answer is not Gus Edwards Justice Hill or Melvin Gordon what I would do is I would look and see if Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette are on the waiver wire because I think the reality is the, Ra- the Ravens should pit, should sign one of those two guys because Gus Edwards isn't it neither is Justice Hill they went through this last year Melvin Gordon's 55. Like it's Kareem Hunt. There's your answer. He's been waiting for an injury. So's frickin Lenny. I, I really think that those two people should basically be
1: rostered in almost every league because they will get signed. A uh, friendly reminder for all of you listening, uh, wherever you are, first of all, thank you. But uh, in a season, Gus Edwards has never averaged less than five yards a carry, he okay. hasn't played Thanks. in like two years he's not the same player. He literally blew his knee out last year. What did he do? Uh, please. No, he blew his knee out two years ago. And so last year was the comeback year. And this year. It's Gus bus season. Again, I understand that I am the the number one fan of but Gus bus and all He never, all of he never came football. back last year though.
0: Like he took forever. Yeah, he to, played. He took forever to get back. He wasn't ready at the start of the season. Still average five yards <laughs> carry. <clears throat> Okay. well, eight for 32 in week one, no scores, Uh, certainly
1: only up from here. Certainly no catches, because I don't think he has the ability to catch a ball. Um, Yeah, staying staying on the same team with Justice Hill. So he ended up getting a couple of goal line touchdowns, which was uh, tough uh, for Dobbins uh, even before he got hurt. Um, I just love how you just hammer Gus bus, but then you literally talk about Justice Hill getting the goal
0: line touchdowns. If Gus Edwards can't catch the damn ball and he's not getting the
1: goal line work, why are we running out for Gus Edwards? I would add Gus Edwards for $0 and you'll be extremely happy that you listen to me.
0: Kyron is a better ad. Puka Nakua is a better ad
1: hey i'm just jumping all around you like i i know it's it's know, not what just, you want to do oh, no. sorry go ahead it's it's your show i'm just along for the ride i it's not it's not it's not it, it's your show There's, i'm just i'm just I here want it, uh, i i want
0: your opinion on four guys because i think they're all very similar
1: uh snaps without jk dobbins uh justice hill 19 gus edwards 15 okay sorry continue
0: I want your opinion on four guys. They're going to... They're f- four trendy waiver wire ads. They Ooh. were drafted at the back of drafts. If anybody knows trendy, it's me. I, w- I want you to put them in order. <laughs> they're all young talent that has been trying to forge a path to regular
1: action. Those all guys right, I got my include... Paper and, I got my paper and pen out. Let's do this. Kyron Williams... Ooh, okay. Okay. You see where I'm going with
0: this. Tajay Spears, who okay. pushed Derrick Henry out of the way, uh led the Titans in snaps. Nobody uh, pushes Derrick Henry out of the way just that's, for the record. that's true. They get stiff armed if they try. Roshan. Right. Roshan okay. Johnson, uh rookie running back for the Bears, six feet, you know, played with Bijan Robinson at Texas, was an absolute stud there. Is Uh, Really looked like the best running back for the Bears on the whole during the Bears Packers game. Did get a touchdown late in that game. They basically fed him for the fourth quarter. Um, So Roshan and then Jalen Warren, who was a trendy ad at the end of drafts because of, you know, all the narrative last year about Najee being bad. Um, and Jalen Warren, you know, needing to usurp Najee Harris um, and whatnot, did. Um, I don't know what happened. I watched the entirety of the Steelers game. Najee started that game. Najee played some of the first quarter, took a really, really, really hard hit at one point from Fred Warner and then was gone and fr- from that hit, did not come back. Um, basically until the second half. So I don't know if they're evaluating him for a concussion or something else. Um, Najee did come back in the second half. Warren played basically the entirety of the second quarter. Uh, Did nothing, by the way. Nothing inspiring. Uh, Najee actually sparked a touchdown uh, uh, drive in the second half. He had a great third down run. Um, But Jalen Warren looks like may have a larger role. I th- Najee going out for a little bit and coming back, I think kind of messed with what the split would have been. I just don't know. And they're not going to confirm yeah. anything. They lost so damn bad. So those are the four guys, young, trendy, potentially on the upswing, Kyron Williams, Tajay Spears, Roshan and Jalen Warren. What, what's your pecking order? Who am I trying to stash? What's your priority?
1: Um, okay, so Najee Harris played 52 percent of snaps, Jalen Warren played 39 percent. Uh, he also had six targets uh, in that game. Um, so, uh, just to put that out there, Tajay Spears outsnapped Derrick Henry 54 percent to 48 uh, percent and saw 50 route persi- uh, participation. Uh, and Henry only had 25. Uh, Henry still had 17 touches to Spears seven. So, uh, just, just to put that there, and then back to Roshan, um, who, I mean, the Bears were were atrocious. Um, but as, so by the but, looks so, of it, they're going to continue to be atrocious. The yeah, Bears are probably. going to lose a lot of football games. Oh, come on. Uh, so Roshan led the backfield uh, with 39 percent of snaps, just ahead of Khalil Herbert. Uh, for the Bears. They, they pulled the starters when they were down 20, 25 at yes. the end of the game. Like right. So that's that's the thing, is they kind of had him out there in garbage time. Um, I, I think Herbert's still clearly there. So I understand you wanting to add Roshan Johnson, but of the four, I think he would be last just because I think his team is the worst. <laughs> um okay. and and Fields doing what he does. Like I knew they were checking the ball down a lot. It was kind of weird. So I would put Roshan last um, ahead of him. I would put Jalen Warren just cause Najee's still there and they're not just going to put Najee on the bench. Uh, Tajay Spears would, would follow that up just cause he was on the field more than Warren. And, and as you mentioned, uh, Warren was out there a little bit more cause Najee got shaken up and then you have to put Kyron at the top uh, just because of the amount of time he was on the field. I mean it. So Kyron, Tajay, Jalen Warren, Roshan in in that order. Um, but I, I do think all of them should be on teams. Okay. Do, um, do, do you agree or disagree with that? I mostly adju- I mostly agree
0: with the order. Um, the only thing that I would say is if if I was going to make a switch anywhere, I would put Roshan over Jalen Warren. I would put Jalen Warren at the bottom of that heap. I That's just. Fine. I firmly believe that Najee Harris is not a bad running back, especially after what I saw out of him when he was healthy. He was not healthy last year. Um, And
1: and, and I do think... He's he's a tough son of a bitch, man. He is a big dude and so physical and really fits the Steelers. um, And he's first-round draft capital.
0: He's first-round draft capital. Jalen Warren is a UDFA. And there's, there's that for me, too. Khalil Herbert isn't really much of anything. And so Roshan, I think potentially there's a better path for Roshan overtaking Khalil Herbert than there is for Jalen Warren truly overtaking Najee by the end of the season. So if there was any flip I would make, that would be the only flip.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, On on to another running back that I think bears mentioning, Joshua Kelly. Um, Yeah was on the field for 49% of snaps uh, for the Chargers. Uh, Eckler yeah. was on the field for for 51% of them. Uh, and then it comes out today that Eckler has a, an ankle injury um, and is question, essentially questionable uh, for whether or not he will play this week. Um, so here we are already in week Two and Eckler's uh, dinged up and here's Joshua Kelly. So rostered only 11.3% of games or sorry, of teams um, had 16 carries, 91 yards uh, and a touchdown in week one for what I think we both would consider a pretty explosive offense and Miami's defense isn't great, but they're not awful either. Um, so 70 yards in the second half. um for for Joshua Kelly and so I, I think he's somebody that you add in that mix of five guys um, so all of a sudden you know week two and there's just a ton of running backs available between Kyron Tajay Joshua Kelly Justice Hill Gus Jalen Warren Roshan like all of these guys are going to be added, um, and we haven't even mentioned Tyler Algier yet, who's only rostered in forty three percent of leagues, and he had two touchdowns and had more carries than Bijan Robinson did. So there's a lot of running backs available, and and for that reason, like that's why I it's one of those things where I don't think that you need to spend that much on some of these guys because people that are Looking to add a running back, they're going to be spraying to all fields here because it's more of a preference thing. Um, And you're not going to want to put in like, well, I'm going to bid 20 or, you know, 20% on this guy, 10% on this guy, because if you get more than one of them. it's not necessarily a bad thing, but like you can blow through your fab pretty quick if, if you have a bunch of bids out there. So kind of buyer beware when it comes to the, some of that stuff, because there's a lot of different guys that are available this first week that, and that's part of the reason why I don't think you do have to spend that much uh, on some of these guys, because it's going to be kind of firing all over the place. Yeah, I I think. <sighs>
0: You know, I I got a little bit worried when I was watching my team, and I do have Najee in our league of record, just so the listener understands there's a little bit of bias here. Um, I'm watching Najee. I'm watching him lose some work to Jalen Warren. I'm like, crap. And then I just start looking around. I'm looking at everybody else's scores, and I see Derrick Henry's losing work, and I see Cam Akers is losing work, and I don't know what the Bears are doing. And then I see Eckler <laughs> is losing work. And then as I just start thinking like maybe the like five to ten workhorse running backs we thought they were going to be this season. Maybe it's maybe it's three or four.
1: Yeah, right. It's it's probably McCaffrey. It's probably Pollard. Nick Chubb. Uh, Saquon, uh if uh, he's uh, worth Matt, a damn yeah uh alexander madison maybe was, that, may, yeah uh my miles sanders yeah <laughs> oh yeah well, i mean we knew that one but the, just, right just, J- J- james connor like joe mixon again crap uh,
0: offense and the r- Bengals. don't get me started on how bad the Bengals looked
1: yeah, Mostert was on the field for 74% of snaps for the Dolphins. So I guess you would say that Rashad White was out there for 80% for the Bucks.
0: Okay. So maybe there's but like we knew some of those guys. We just knew how terrible those offenses were gonna be.
1: Yeah, right. No, I, absolutely. I'm on there so, and, and feel It's ya. just like um, I'm just I'm thinking about
0: like the of the high the guys that get drafted in the first two rounds. I feel like half of them are splitting carries that maybe it was unanticipated that they would be splitting carries.
1: Sure. I mean, Tank Tank Bigsby vultured a touchdown from, from ETN inside yeah. the two um, and, and got a couple goal line carries there, and the, I believe it was the fourth quarter um, as I was playing a team with, uh, with Ridley, Lawrence, and ETN, and then Bigsby scored a touchdown. That made me extremely happy. Uh, but if you also think about it, With the
0: elongated game schedule, and this is still relatively new to the NFL, there's an abbreviated preseason. Like, I almost think that like week one and it's like it's not really until week four or five that you really know what you got. I almost feel like these these first couple games are just like if I'm playing fantasy football. I just want to get a lucky couple of wins because these roles are still moving and changing so much. And I don't really know where everyone's going to end up. So if I got a workhorse that I can see is getting that right now, then I am ecstatic. And if I got somebody that I'm a little eh about then I'm just like hoping and praying that the role will change over the next couple of weeks. Josh Kelly is a guy like, Eckler in the offseason specifically requested for less run this season and by and large looks like that's really what they're trying to do they are trying to keep him fresher longer for later in the season enter Josh Kelly like Josh Kelly my brother in our league of record drafted in the very last round got very lucky there's he's not even like he's not on the free agency thing for us but if he is like guys, that's one of the top scoring offenses in the league. Eckler has a known injury history. Please go get Josh Kelly. That's I. That might be a better ad than Jalen Warren or
1: Roshan. You know, for sure. So, well, that's that's why we shouldn't let people just say I want the best available player. Because of, of things like that, but anyway, that's a that's a different topic for the end of the end of the uh, pod here. Um, other, uh, we haven't really mentioned too many wide receivers. Um, I I can't believe that that Jacoby Myers is rostered in damn near 80% of leagues, but obviously he went off, uh, so he doesn't count. Uh, Kendrick Bourne ended up with 21.5 fantasy points in in half PPR, six catches, two touchdowns on 11 targets for the Patriots. Uh, He's only rostered in 2.3% of leagues. Uh, Rashid Shahid uh, for New Orleans uh, ended up with 18 points. Uh, at least in our league, Um, five catches, 89 yards, a touchdown on six targets, Um, clearly behind uh, Michael Thomas and Olave there. So I would not waste any time. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, uh, somehow only rostered in 19% of leagues, uh, was the number one receiver for the Packers, Uh, four catches, two touchdowns on five targets uh, with no Christian Watson. Uh, So just wanted to mention some of those guys. Uh, We did not mention Tutu Atwell uh, who finished with six catches for 119 yards on eight targets for the Rams on the other side of Puka Nakua. Um, Let's see here. Anybody else? Um, Rasheed Rice uh, going back to Thursday, I guess uh, we can mention him. Uh, He did have uh, three catches on five targets for a touchdown. Um, I, I guess you could add Kadarius Tony. Um, I mean, he had plenty of of targets, but didn't, no. didn't really do much. <laughs> Fire Kadarius Tony into the sun? Absolutely not. All right, he has been fired in the sun. A uh, couple other guys, Robert Woods, um, <sighs> did have ten <sighs> targets for the Texans. Uh, I would still prefer still prefer Nico Collins there, yes. but hey, t- 10, 10 targets is nothing to. Um, to sneeze at he's more of the possession guy for, for them. And, and Nico Collins is more of the big play target back from the dead. Alan Robinson, uh, had eight targets. Uh, a lot of them came after Deontay Johnson came up playing with a hamstring injury, five catches, 64 yards, uh, for, uh, Mr. Robinson. Hey, Mr. Robinson. Um, so, I think that kind of covers most of it. Elijah Moore was on the field a whole ton for Cleveland. He's rostered in 57% of leagues, but had uh, like a ton of, of snaps. So seven targets for him. So uh, with a still rusty uh, Deshaun Watson, Um, I think that is pretty much it. Um, I I did want to, to mention, I I guess, as we kind of wrap up, uh, Waiver wire ads. So brutal weekend for tight ends. Just brutal weekend. I um, have an ad. I have two. Okay, go ahead. Hayden Hurst. If you're feeling thirsty, yeah. Only uh, rostered in 4.8% of leagues. Five catches, 41 yards on seven targets uh, for his rookie QB. I was going to say
0: rookie QBs you know the old saying
1: is ad, they they need a tight team. end.
0: Yeah, well that's generally where rookie QBs most often go. Um sorry. Uh, but yes, leaned on his tight end Hayden Hurst who I mean was some high draft capital there back in the days, not unskilled. So right. I think that he's potentially viable if you're a guy that's rostering, say, Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey or maybe both of them. Or both? Or both. um, Then maybe you could need a tight end plug-and-play. I don't think Hayden Hurst is a bad one. And the other one is Hunter Henry for the New England Patriots. Um, He also had a, a great week last week, so...
1: Yeah, Yeah. five five catches, 56 yards, six targets for the Patriots who kind of got behind early and and chipped away. Uh, Hunter Henry was drafted in our league, and I couldn't believe it. Um, And here he is leading all tight ends. uh, 14 points. After week one for New England, which is is hilarious. I, I do think, though, that the larger point is like see if you can trade for Mark Anders or Kelsey. <laughs> like they are like, they're so far and above better than ever. Like even Goddard, right? Like how disappointing is that? Zero yeah. points. That whole like, offense. Like just brutal. And, and the Patriots defense is very good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I guess another one, potentially Luke Musgrave. Uh, I believe he ran the most routes uh, on the Packers. He fell uh, down. The,
0: just fell right. down wide open on that play in, uh, inside at the five. Uh, just, right. So There's nobody it, 30 yards from him, and he just fell
1: down. <laughs> Yeah, like if if he scores there, you're talking about a a double-digit fantasy point week and and number two uh, overall at the tight end position. Um, Sam Laporta uh, looked fine for Detroit, but, um, you know, rookie. So, but yeah, I I think the larger point, go out and and try to get Andrews or Kelsey because the tight end position still is just a... a, It's bad. It's not good. It's bad. Um, One guy...
0: I just I'm gonna have to interject him. He he's rostered not 90%, but it's about 80% tickling. If Zay Flowers is out there, regardless of league size or format, Zay Flowers needs to be added. The guy had 10 targets, um, nine catches for 80 yards, and he also had two carries. Uh, We talked about J.K. Dobbins going down. I think that could potentially mean more creative plays for Zay Flowers, one. And two, I mean, he literally had like a 45% target share of all the passes that Lamar threw. If, If Zay Flowers is out there at all, please spend like not all the fab, but
1: a significant
0: portion on Zay Flowers.
1: Yeah, so we're uh, we're recording this. The Jets beat the Bills uh, here in overtime. The Jets just returned a sixty-five-yard punt for a touchdown in overtime um, to to beat the Bills. Uh, speaking of the Jets, uh, they're rostered in seventy-six percent of leagues. Uh, I, I do think they are a must-add everywhere. Um, I, people might have been scared off a little bit by the Bills Week One, but uh, they uh, they prove that. Um, that they are not to be messed with. So I would take a look at them. I'd take a look at the Packers, uh, if they're available. They're rostered in 50% of leagues. Um, they have so many first-round picks on their team. Um, so just just a couple of things to add. If, if the Patriots are available, um, I would definitely go and add them as well. They're only rostered in 64% of leagues uh, and, and kept a – you know, obviously really good Philly defense down as well. And with Rodgers being out for the year, uh, the Patriots playing the the uh, the Jets twice will be nice. So. There you go. Um, I think we I think we did a good job. Good job by us. That's a lot of guys like that's a lot of guys. Yeah. To talk about week one. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we didn't miss any. Um but, Zach Wilson? Uh, all right. Uh, no. No. <laughs> I mean,
0: I just you know, we can talk about it a little bit here at the end. How bad I mean I just the
1: the guy the guy It guys, sucks that Rodgers got hurt. It his, sucks.
0: His entire Jets career stat line could be over for one for zero yards. Like it's possible. He, he's he turns he turns forty this season. Do you really think if he popped an Achilles that he's gonna try to come all the way back from that do you just fucking I mean, I, I mean you just hang them up at that point don't you at 40 like okay body yeah. said no time to go you know do some y w- or whatever it is
1: um they need to put grass on fields um yeah yeah. And, and get rid of the get rid of the field turf stuff. Whether it's field turf or not, I don't know. Um, one one other guy, uh, Zach Moss, uh, you could consider adding yeah. after Dion Jackson uh, did all basically nothing with all of his opportunities. I believe he lost two fumbles. Uh, So Zach Moss is going to come back before Jonathan Taylor uh, gets activated off the pup. Hopefully when he comes back, um, Zach Moss is worth the provisional ad as well. So just wanted to, wanted to work that in there. Jason, uh, how'd your draft go? Uh, As, as we transition here to the end, you hated my draft. Um, I think you had uh, the first scoring
0: team of the week, didn't you?
1: Uh, I did, yeah. Uh, that that oh, is makes accurate. sense why I hated
0: it. Probably then,
1: yeah. Uh, that's because Lamar didn't do much, um, and, and you had Garrett Jackson Wilson lost two fumbles, and I had Garrett Wilson who a, five for thirty four and a
0: touchdown. You drafted, I think, four or five players that couldn't play.
1: Yeah, so I literally have so, Kelsey on my bench, Andrews on my bench, on my bench, Kamara on my bench, and Jonathan Taylor. Is he ever coming back? I don't know we'll see so, um, but pro- promising starts from Michael Pittman Jr. who had 8 for 97 yeah uh, Nico Collins 6 for 80 yeah so uh, Dalvin Cook ended up with 7.5 fantasy points uh, with some some receiving yards at the end so gross yeah um, very gross I, I, w- we literally uh, four of my first six picks uh, did not play this week um, so an in- interesting strategy for me um, where I think I could have a powerhouse. Just got to try to survive here the first couple of weeks. And uh, week one did not go well. Not at all. I am shocked,
0: however, uh, that you decided to go
1: that direction in our league of record. But, hey, good I, luck when, to you. When, when you're picking 11th and you hear Kelsey's coming back, we we drafted after uh, we drafted Friday night, so after the first game, uh, all indications are that Kelsey's coming back for week two, um, and Mark Andrews fell to the end of the third round, and then I, I coupled him with Lamar in the fourth, uh, which seemed like sound strategy to me, and I I think you could argue that taking Taylor in the fifth followed by. Uh, who was it uh followed by kamara in the sixth is is probably a little risky there but uh i went for it and uh yeah hasn't paid off yet
0: yep no no it hasn't and i hope i play you next week you don't you play me week three i'm looking forward to week three because kamara still suspended then yeah could could be bad can you
1: start garrett wilson uh, I kind of guess New England, uh, so I might not be. That <laughs> would be unfortunate for me, but because uh, I believe Wilson still sees ghosts, isn't that what he said uh, about <laughs> the Patriots' defense? So, yeah. you know who's not seeing ghosts? Brees Hall,
0: by the way. Uh, first game back post ACL, and I said to stay away from Brees Hall. And they put him on a pitch count and he turned that pitch count into uh, 10 carries for a hundred and twenty seven yards.
1: Yeah, including like a 70 yard run in there uh, and a 20 yard run uh, there in the first half. I believe he had two carries for one hundred and three yards or something like that at some point. That's incredible. Yeah, uh, their offensive line was a concern uh, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but uh, if they can run block, I think they're going to be running the ball a ton with Dalvin and Brees uh, to keep the ball out of Wilson's hands. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that does it for,
0: I don't know, sort of waiver wire week one recap. Everybody go get your fab in. I didn't well, I don't think we'd maybe talked about enough fab bids on some of these guys, but regardless, go get your fab in. Good luck on the waiver wire. If you are in a league that for some reason does not use fab, you need to leave that league
1: and and change to fab. <laughs> Just beware. Don't blow your don't blow your load early. Easy for me to say. So, uh, people are going to be spraying to all fields this week. So I would keep, keep the bids down. On that riveting, very
0: unnecessarily descriptive way of phrasing. Good night. Save your sauce. Thank you for listening to another episode of the fantasy football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.